0: On this week's episode of the Marketing Expedition Podcast, you get to listen in to our second Thursday Marketing Expedition webinars. We do monthly topics to help you build your brand and your bottom line. And if you ever want to actually watch the webinar replay, become a member of the Marketing Expedition community. Go to themarketingexpedition.com and get your first month free on me. Use the promo code MONTH1. And you can watch all of the Marketing Expedition webinars, videos, training videos, and get some downloadables and things that you need to help you in your marketing journey. All right, here we go.
1: Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast, an auditory journey through the latest in marketing, branding, and advertising. Now, here's your Marketing Expedition Guide, Ray Allen.
0: Welcome to the Second Thursday Marketing Expedition webinar. I'm your host, Ray Allen. I'm the president and CEO of Peppershock Media, also the founder of the Marketing Expedition community and podcast, and am here today to share with you all about video marketing made easy. I've been in the business for quite a while now, as uh, when we first started in 2003 and so have had a lot of experience in coming up with different ways to share videos that we do. And so I am going to share with you Video Marketing Made Easy and uh, just kind of go over some of the the basics and get into some more things here. Okay, so first things first, just a little bit more about Peppershock Media. If you've never seen one of my webinars yet before, um, we are a full service uh, advertising agency and with creative production services, including account services, graphic design, web design, video production, we have studio, rental, photography, audio production, and content writing, and a whole lot of other things that we can do to help our clients build their brand and their bottom line. And so our topic today is building easy, learn how you can get an ROI or a return on your investment, or sometimes I like to call it Romy, a return on your marketing investment on your marketing in your video. So let's uh, go over what you're going to learn today, understand what video marketing platforms and features that you can use uh, for the purpose that you have, when and why, and then how to provide the right kind of trending video content to resonate with your audience, and then learn new trends on creating videos and the various platforms available. And then ways to grow your views, followers, influencers, and brand evangelists. Don't miss out on this opportunity to help you build your brand and your bottom line. If you're a video producer, a marketer, a content creator, a business owner, or what have you, or if you're just getting started and wanting to learn more about how to get the videos out there in the world, because we can make all these wonderful videos, but if no one sees them, then there's no point, Right. You want to make sure that you can have the audience follow you and see them. And we're going to talk about what goes into making the video. So you have images, you have your voice track, you can have music or a soundtrack. You want to put the videos together in a nice professional way. And then, of course, text and graphics. And we'll talk a lot more about those different types of things that go into making the video. And we'll also wanna cover why you should work with a video production company. There is a time and place for the, you know, cell phone videos that you can create and in the moment types of things, but also having a high quality polished uh, video with refined voiceover, scripted voiceover. Uh, And then of course, the the ability to use commercials on other platforms, um, on your social media, or if it's for broadcast um, or nanocast or whatever it is that you decide to do. And then, of course, you can uh, make affordable adjustments and add-ons to your existing videos that you may have uh, or continue building them as you go and grow. And then, of course, using a video production company allows you to be able to have a professional camera and audio recording and lighting gear and professionals who know how to make it happen, right? So thinking about the fact that a lot of people use videos now, and when you're looking online, average time web viewers spend on the pages, if you have a video on your website, then they're going to spend a lot more time on your website, which is good for search engine optimization, because the more time that people spend on your website, the better it is for your SEO ranking. So videos help capture that attention, and it helps to tell your story through video. And what can you do to plan the content for your video? Uh, Well, let's first start off by writing down your goals and expectations. What are those goals? What do you want to have people do when they see the video that's there, Um, right? (laughs) We wanna make sure that the expectations of your video are fulfilled and then, some of the things you can do is analyze what your competitors are doing and how you can do better, right? Uh, copy and steal everything, but diversify what they do and make it better. And then understanding your audiences, uh, taking the time to understand who it is that you want to attract, to watch those videos, why you want them to watch them, what is it that you want them to do after having watch that video and then research the topics that would be best for you to cover in your industry or what's trending or what's going to capture that attention of the audience members that you've identified and then you can support the most important news or trend or thing that's going on in your industry that people need to know more about and what you can do to continue to support your uh, audience throughout the, the journey of what they're going through. If it's a buying cycle, if it's an awareness, if you are a nonprofit, if you're wanting to gain more new donors, or uh, you know, if you're building that awareness, you want to change the minds of the viewers, making sure that your um, video is in alignment with what your end result might be. And then you can uh, actually match those video topics with each stage of that customer journey that you're going through. And thinking about how you can continue to attract them and to want to watch more videos from you, right? And so, when you're filming a video for your business, if you're a click and mortar or a brick and mortar, right? Um, Click and mortar is, you know, online storefront, right? Having that video for your business, it's important to choose the best possible location to shoot. And some tips uh, for choosing the ideal location. First of all, you want to position the camera at eye level, Uh, like my laptop here, I've propped it up so that you can see me at eye level. And thinking about where you're wanting to position that camera, um, avoiding the angles where the camera lens is looking up or down on you, and then, of course, wanting to choose a location that's well lit, either with natural sunlight or plenty of indoor lighting, or like I just did, I shut the blinds behind me. Uh, you'll also want to choose a quiet location with little background noise so you don't hear street sounds or competing music sounds or other people while you're filming your video or tell those around you to be quiet because you're recording a video, right? Lastly, you'll want to choose a non-distracting background. You'll want to avoid showing those windows and or other people or posters and signs that can be read or things that are going to distract people that are, um, that are things that are going on beyond what you are doing in front of your camera. So those are some things to consider. So the position, uh, the location, the quiet location, the non-distracting background, and then camera presence, looking at the camera. If you are looking at the camera at all times, if it's just you and the camera, you are you know, you and and then no one else is interviewing you or anything like that, you wanna make sure that you have a warm and welcoming camera presence. So some tips to accomplish that, uh, make sure you look at the camera and that you keep your hand movements and gestures to somewhat of a minimum. You sit up straight, keep your hands to the side or folded gently in front of you. Don't cross your arms, and of course, smile, right? People love to see other people smiling, especially at the beginning and end of each response. So think about how you can position yourself in keeping in front of the camera with that presence that you want. And then answering questions on camera can be a little bit tricky, but when answering question prompts, you'll want to rephrase the question at the beginning of your response. So kind of restate the question within your answer so that your answer can be a standalone answer. And then um, another thing to continue to think about is when you, for example, my business has changed since graduating from Streetwise MBA by XYZ, for example. Um, Maybe that was a question that was a prompt and how you could finish continuing to answer that question. Uh, You'll want to start end answers with a second of silence, a little pregnant pause, if you will. So that way there's editing options when it comes time to edit. And then of course, looking straight into the camera as you do so. And then you'll want to start and end your answers definitively avoid starting each question with so and ums and ending with upward in intonations like you would when asking a question so start your answer again if a noise interrupts your answer or uh, such as a police siren or a dog barking or who knows what's going on in the background right so that way you can have those as editing options when you're going through the editing phase of your video and then if you can be sure to answer each question within 60 seconds or less. That way it's concise and shows positive energy. And then you're not just continuing to ramble on, right? (laughs) So think about how you want those questions to be answered. And then if you want to restate the question in your answer again, you have more additional editing options to go through. And sometimes I like to ask people to summarize what they just said so that they can say it again in a more concise way and then it comes across even better. And then thinking about clothing and accessories. Uh, if you wanna show off your company brand, you can use logo wear that's within the company brand standards, not showcasing somebody else's brand or another brand that you don't want to have represented in your video. So think about the clothing that you wanna wear, the accessories that you're wearing. Uh, think about the um, the types of uh Clothing colors that you can wear that'll go good with what your uh, company brand is. So the colors of your brand, thinking about how you can wear that in the video. And if you are on a green screen or a blue psych wall, uh, being able to you know wear the right colors that don't make you blend into the background. If you have a white background, then don't wear all white. Uh, if you've got a black background, don't wear all black. way you can stand out enough to where people can see you in that so avoid those colors that'll blend in the background Uh, and if you're if you're really getting close up in your um, video or your camera in the the scene that you have there if it's a close-up shot or if it's a what we call a bust shop then think about the patterns and stripes and you know plaids or polka dots that can be somewhat distracting Uh, They could also bleed into what you're doing. So thinking about uh, trying to avoid patterns or those polka dots or those things that are going to just distract people, right? And of course, avoiding that white and or black, depending on the background that you have. Having um, clothing options, if you do go to to a studio to record, um, sometimes really help because sometimes then you can test out the different types of clothing options that you have. And then another thing too is if you are wearing a lapel mic, think about the accessories that you're wearing. Are your is your jewelry going to knock up against the the microphone, uh, or is it going to be a distraction when you are talking and sharing whatever it is that you're sharing about? And- And then here's a few other tips too, for business video production. If you can speak more slowly than what you would normally do in person, it can help make it a little more enunciated, a little more understandable and clear. clear. (laughs) Uh, So do short, you could do a short recording to test to make sure that you can see and hear yourself clearly. And if you need water, have water handy to have uh, your throat clear. And then finally, Think about uh, ways that you can keep your throat clear. A bite of an apple can really help take care of that dry throat or maybe some lemon juice or tea, something that's gonna keep your throat nice and clear. And when you're sharing these videos and if you're gonna do a lot of them all at once, having that uh, available to you is gonna be great along the way. So that way you can continue to keep your throat clear. Now, if you do eat a bite of apple, Think about your teeth and keeping them clean so that you're not getting pieces of, you know, apple is stuck in your teeth, for example. And of course, uh, did you know that YouTube is the second largest search engine? So Google obviously bought out YouTube. So the now Google is the largest uh, search engine, but YouTube is also, and people use YouTube to uh, have all kinds of different answers to questions that they may have. So if you can present YouTube videos as a way to uh, continue to support your brand and share and showcase your knowledge and your expertise in your industry, then it's going to help you in your search engine optimization. uh, So that way people can continue to find your results that you supply. And YouTube can increase your SEO and overall brand presence by having those videos out there with different answers, different ways, different scenarios, different meta, meta tags, and uh, titles that you can use to present the videos. We actually did this um, for a hospice company in our area, and we had a series of 15 to 30 second short videos that we did of just useful little tips and information. And we titled them all differently, and we compared to see which ones were getting searched most, and then ones that were doing well, we could repeat that process and do more videos on those topics and ways that we're getting out there even more. So it's just a a way to continuously understand and evolve how your search engine optimization is is doing and how you are continuing to market your, your brand and your presence online. And we know that YouTube reaches so many people, over 500 hours of video are uploaded every single minute on YouTube. And 81% of Americans use YouTube. And that was a statistic from 2021. And I'm sure it's even more now. And 59% of executives prefer watching video to reading text. So keep that in mind. Video is a way to, to be able to display and share and showcase your information And people watch the video, they'll watch the subtitles and they'll actually read the subtitles of your video more than they would want to read the text on your website. So utilizing video is certainly a great tool to get your information across to the people that you want to have that information. And um, some other ideas of why you should create on YouTube specifically uh, and what you can create on YouTube. So customer testimonials are a really great way to have other people talk about your business. We all know word of mouth advertising is the number one way to get your message out there. So how great would it be for other people to talk and tout about your business? And so those customer testimonials are a really great way to accelerate that word of mouth advertising. So if you can get customer testimonials from people who you've served, clients you've had in the past, maybe a former boss or a lead or maybe it was a volunteer group that you were a part of, if people can give testimonials about you and your service and what you do, uh, what you provide, your products, or any of those types of things that you can do to have people talk about you, then you are doing yourself a great service and helping your video market you as a company or a brand and then of course doing product demonstration videos how to use your product what kinds of ways can people use it maybe it's a lifestyle video of people enjoying your product or service and the lifestyle that they're leading it maybe is the types of people who would use it i always try to encourage people to use people's faces in the video Um, even if it's somebody's hands or um, if you can see them in action using your product or your service, uh, then it's going to be more well-received because we know for a fact that using human connection with other humans helps helps tremendously in the connection and the trust factor in the videos that you're producing. Um, And then of course, tutorial videos, if you can do, you know, teaching, learning, um, trainings, those types of things in, in those tutorial videos of how to do something, those are going to really give you a lot of traction. And then thought leader interviews. So if you have thought leaders in your industry or maybe there's a cross industry that is something similar or that augments or complements what you are doing within your industry, those thought leader interviews can be really great to capture. And then, of course, have quotable moments that you can have those uh, little audio bites that you can put out there of those moments to then lead people into watching more of your video. And then uh, number five, project review, or pro, yeah, project reviews and case studies. Um, if you can showcase a, a study that you've created, or maybe it's a project that you've completed and you can showcase all of the information and you know, how you got to the results that you did and the case studies are a tremendous way to showcase what you've done and how you've accomplished what you've accomplished. Uh, So yeah, those project reviews and case studies can be super helpful. And then um, YouTube live videos are another way to go about it. Even Facebook live videos or other, um, you know, live in the moment videos. Um, We know that Facebook loves it when we do live videos and they always share and show that a lot more than others because they want to promote the live in the moment Instagram. You know, if you are going live on Instagram, then it's going to push it out there. The, The social media platform will push it out there more to say, oh, uh, so-and-so is going live, let's go check it out, right? Because it's Insta, it's in the moment, it's, it's instantaneous. And then of course, event videos, if you've had a big event uh, that you are putting on or uh, that's going on, or maybe you're wanting to promote the events, you wanna showcase uh, previous year events so that people can have that fear of missing out, um, you know, they don't want to miss out. So they have to be a part of this event and, and, you know, events not to miss because they are looking at what's going on. And then you can use that as promotional tools for next year to create the buzz and create the, uh, you know, that live event factor that happens when things are going on or even in the event in the moment, do a recap of the event so that those who did miss it definitely want to be a part of it next year. Uh, or the next time you do the event, for example. So some things that we can do to continue to market our video on YouTube and other channels too, um, keep your channel branding consistent with your other social media accounts. So that way, uh, when people visit your other socials, they know that it's you, they know that it's your brand and what you have to offer, then it's consistent across the board and everything can remain consistent um, in the look and feel and the fonts that you use and everything that you're doing, make it consistent so that your branding really can hold true to what's going on. And then optimizing your title and description for search engine optimization um, and searcher intent. So when people are wanting to search for for the topic or the title uh, of the words that are within that, then they'll they'll be able to find it. And of course the description, having those descriptors in there can really help you with your search engine optimization and uh, test it out. You know, If you've got a video and you have different titles and different descriptions, see which one works better and then continue to do more with the one that is working and then dump the one that doesn't, right? I always say measure what you treasure, dump what you don't, automate what you hate. And then feature real people in your videos. We talked a little bit about this, but this is so important to have real people, real faces, real, you know, human connection and interaction because it really does build the trust factor in what's going on. Choose a video thumbnail that accurately represents your video content. So that thumbnail is really important and you can change what that thumbnail looks like. So, you know, if you've got a smiling face versus something where their eyes are closed and it's just awkward, right? Uh, maybe it's an attention grabber, but we know that having that thumbnail is really important and having faces of people, um, or even if it's just hands, whatever the case might be having some sort of human element or human factor is really going to help boost your results. And then including those calls to action uh, in all of your videos, whether it's a website you want people to visit or a vanity URL, or a um, you know if you've got a QR code that you can have people scan telling them that they can scan it. Um, QR codes are really now much more widely adopted and adapted since pandemic because we all had to use those QR codes when we were scanning a menu or uh, whatever it is. So now we've got these uh, QR codes that are here for our, our advantage and being able to have a call to action and driving people to a specific website or phone number, or, you know, there's a particular action you want them to take, whether it's donating money or it's buying an event ticket or whatever the case might be. If you have that call to action, that's going to catch people's attention, then you really want to use that uh, to your advantage and then make it easy for for others to share your videos, right? We want people to share it. We want it to go viral if we can, you know? Um, People will say, oh, can you make me a viral video? But no, 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 I can make a video that we want to drive viability about, but we can't necessarily make a viral video. It's all about how we can get it out there and how we we anticipate and can allow people to share the video and encourage them to share that video, right? Uh, Create playlists that feature your videos and others. So when you're at the end of a video, you can say, oh, and be sure to check out this other video that we have that's all about XYZ. If you want more information, then you know, be sure to subscribe to our channel. Be sure to, you know, whatever the call to action, however you can share those videos to then lead other people to watching other videos um, down the line is gonna to continue to build views and follow sh- you know, your, your followership Uh, your subscribers, all of those types of things, reminding them that they can do that and they can subscribe to the channel to continue to get more um, of your content. And then produce videos on a regular, ongoing, consistent basis and doing a video series uh, maybe it's part one, part two, part three, or maybe it's a whole series that you've got. Maybe you've got five videos over five days, or maybe there's a video challenge or, uh, you know, some sort of challenge that you're wanting to put on and produce that they can continue to watch uh, ongoing, right? Uh, people like to watch things in on their own terms now, on demand, when they want and how they want to and they want to be able to pause it whenever they want to be able to watch it when they can because life happens and I know sometimes our webinars I can see it where people will pause and then continue to watch later or watch the replay. Um, We tend to have a lot more uh, action and interaction with the replays because we know that people want to consume information on their own terms, but then we also are consistently doing our our webinars every second Thursday of of the month, right? Um, And so consistently having it available, but then knowing that they can have that option to watch the replay later and giving them the ways that they can watch the replay, um, having that membership or having, you know, the subscription or the capability to be able to do that is very important to continue to build your audience, to build your followership, you know, being able to continue to have those evangelists out there for you. And some other ways to market um, the videos is the video pre-roll. Um, they video ads that show up uh, before the, the video that they want to watch uh, loads. And then those are non-skippable. Um, while well, you can program them that way or pay more money to have those video pre-rolls not be able to be skipped. And then they can last anywhere between 15 to 20 seconds and they're considered really the most cost effective um, forced watch is when people have to watch them in order to get to the content that they'd like to watch, but then also having a clickable link um, where they can then click to learn more and having the the ad that goes with it to be able to find out more information. And then the in-stream ads, um, those can be skipped after five seconds and then they work on a pay per view um, basis. So per view basis basically is when you pay them. Uh, pay for them. And then bumper ads, the combination of the above two of the pre-roll and the in-stream, and then they last up to six seconds and those cannot be skipped, right? And So those are forced watch. People have to watch them and you want to capture people's attention right away. And of course, have the subtitles on um, or the, where you have this uh, text on the screen come up subtext on so that people can uh, when they don't have the audio turned up when they're audio agnostic meaning that they can be viewed and understood without the audio turned on then that helps you uh, get the most out of the ad dollars that you're spending right uh, because those you have to pay for either way and uh, those those bumper ads and the video pre-rolls are going to be paid for regardless if people are actually listening to them or not so you really do want to have content that can be, Um, seen and heard or read or, you know, looked at in a variety of different ways and making it understandable and comprehensible to those who do not have the audio turned up, which happens often, especially on Facebook, we know. Um, The other things that you can do is the live streaming and then some YouTube shorts and then some community engagements. So you can engage your community, um, get them talking with you or along with you, have the capabilities there for people to be able to send videos back or have um, responses with videos as well. And that live streaming really does um, create more awareness factors in, in there as well. Now, some other video marketing that you can use, some tactics that's becoming more and more prominent, and in, in that's TikTok. It has over a billion users worldwide. I'm sure by now it even has even more. <laughs> and 90% of TikTok users use the app on a daily basis. So they're using it on the daily and sometimes even more than a couple of hours a day. Um, ask my teenage boys. <laughs> And of course, TikTok is available in 154 countries. So if you are looking to make impact globally, then it is certainly a place to be on TikTok. And I'm learning more and more about TikTok and how we as businesses can use it and marketers can use TikTok to our advantage in helping build our brand and our evangelists, our brand evangelists that we we call the people that are loyal to our brands and want to help share and showcase us. Um, so I've been really studying it and understanding how to use TikTok and yes, I've been on it and, um, continue to, you know, really see and, and what kind of trends are going on and how people are taking it, uh, to their advantage and using the branded content. Um, and it's not necessarily like a, a, a 30 second commercial that you would normally see on network. T- Television, it's much different on how the tactics to take on TikTok um, can really impact your brand. So thinking about how you can do that as well for your advantage. And then um, when we want to start using TikTok, some things to think about is uh, starting with a branded channel and then collaborating with other influencers, other TikTokers who have built their channels and their followings a lot more and then creating a hashtag challenge, for example, is one way that you can use um, TikTok to your advantage. Hashtags are a great way to um, be able to search for other hashtags that are uh, trending or topics that are happening within your industry. You can use those hashtags or the keywords that um, are prominent in your industry. Now, be careful because sometimes words are used differently than what are intended. So think about the hashtags that you're using and how you're using them. And then you can now run TikTok advertising and pay to have TikTok ads. So, um, but again, it's branded content, content that's not going to, you know, make people cringe (laughs) when they look at it, right? Uh, You kind of have to think about the the strategy of how, how you would create content that even though, even though you're paying for it and it's an ad, how can you make it to where it's uh, what I like to call edutainment. It's educational, but entertaining, and or, you know, it's kind of like a an infomercial, but it's, you know, or, a, or an advertorial, we, we call them, where it uh, looks like a, uh, you know, in a regular newspaper, we would have um, content that looks like it's written as if it's an article, but it's advertising and it's an advert, advertorial, right? An editorial, but an advertisement at the same time. So with TikTok, you're kind of thinking how you would strategize your brand and you, you know, have those lifestyle videos or, or people using your brand in some, some way, the influencers or the TikTokers that have already got a big brand following. How can you use that to your advantage? And The first thing, though, I would do is just get on TikTok and look to see what other people in your industry are doing. Search the hashtags that are, you know, that you can think of that are common words that are within your industry that you could also use as well. And then optimizing your videos. So when we create the titles, we really want to be thoughtful about the titles that we're using. And if we've done a competitive analysis, we can see what other titles other competitors have used in the videos that they may have produced or something similar. Maybe you can get inspiration from a cross industry that not necessarily your industry, but something similar or who have a similar target audience that, as you do. Um, and then when you add those descriptions, think about the relevant keywords that you can include in those descriptions that people will search And then the relevant tags when you're tagging your video. So we're talking about the tags that happen kind of on the backside of your video when you're uploading the video, Um, the phrases or keywords that you would use to include on those tags. Think about what people would search when they're searching for that video that that you really want them to see. And then, of course, upload those subtitles or transcripts um, where it's reading the words that are being said, um, because that is really important for people who don't have the capability of hearing, but also for those of us that don't always turn up the audio, we can read the subtitles and look at those too. Um, Or maybe those who are hard hearing, you know, then they'll be able to read it and actually understand what's going on. And then um, create those eye catching thumbnails like we talked about, and then tailor your video content for mobile users. Now, this is really important because we know now that most people consume their videos on a mobile device. Most people consume their videos on a mobile device. So if you have transcript, you know, subtitles and you have it on a mobile device, you have to make it legible and large enough to read. So if you have graphics in your videos, you need to think about the placement of those graphics and you need to think about how large of a font you wanna use because especially if it's the target audience that may have difficulty in being able to read small text, make sure that you have large enough text for people to be able to see and that it's legible, and it's clear, and it's not too much text all at once, or if you've got graphics with text on them, uh, make it legible. I always tell people, just like a billboard, when you're driving 65 miles down the freeway, you don't want to have more than about five words on a billboard, because beyond that, they're not going to see it, they're not going to read it all, and they're not going to comprehend it. So, Uh, the more visuals you can use to make that impact uh, without having a whole lot of text on your screen will be super, super helpful. And then of course having that clear call to action that we talked about or the CTA call to action. And then distributing your videos if you can use various different platforms. Now thinking about how you're going to optimize the video sizes for those different platforms right instagram and facebook and pinterest and snapchat all of those have different size specifications that you're going to want to render the video out to be to include on those screens and be optimized and not get cut off and in certain areas or um what people want to see on those various different platforms one thing that you might consider is actually producing the the various videos and reproducing it for each platform that you're wanting to put it out to because each platform has a slightly different way of absorbing that information and it has a slightly different impact on the audience that is looking at the different social media platforms Something that you're going to put on TikTok is going to be looking very different than this, than what you would put on Pinterest versus what you would put on Facebook versus what you would put on Twitter versus what you would put on any of the above. So think about if you can multi-purpose the videos that you're doing and how you can optimize them for each of those platforms. So thinking about how you're going to get that video out there and how you're going to repurpose it for each each individual platform. And then consider collaborating with other micro-influencers, people who are in your industry, who talk about the things that you do that might not necessarily be your competition, but would be very complementary to what you're doing. And then investing in online video platforms designed for business, LinkedIn, for example, um, might have a very different type of audience than what you would do on others. So And then, and then the other thing is include your video in your monthly newsletter. If you have an e-newsletter that goes out or, um, you know, if you broadcast your, um, your videos out in a different way, think about how you can do that in a very different way and then include your video, um, on your website, of course, consistently on your website and how you can do that and not continue to, you know, share the same thing over and over again, but get those videos out there in a variety of different ways based on who it is that's consuming those videos and then of course you'll want to know who those people are so surveying and adding ways to continue to understand who they are so uh, and of course including videos in your emails will double the click-through rate and reduce the opt-outs by 75 percent so thinking about your email list and continuing to retain the people that are in your email list Uh, How can you continue to want them to keep coming back for more? It's sharing those videos with your audience in those ways. And then how do you monitor your videos? Um, You want to define what the right metrics are to measure the the return on your investment or your return on a marketing investment, Romy. And then invest in standalone analytics um, software or use some built in analytics uh, features. We know Google Analytics does a decent job. There's lots of different tools out there to help you monitor the performance of your videos. And then, um, of course, you can always recycle those high performing videos. See what's trending, see what's working, continue to build more and do more content based on what is going to continue to work. and, And then make a whole plan out of the the feedback that you get, the comments that you get back from the people that are posting and commenting and sharing your videos. What do they want to see more of? What would they like to hear more about and why? Find out what those things are from them. Get that feedback because that's going to be a huge impact on what you decide to do when you continue to Build these videos over time, right? And we know that 84.9% of marketers have seen a very positive ROI from their marketing video marketing efforts. Uh, and it says 5.1% have not, but I am willing to bet that uh, at least 90% now or more have really, really um, seen an impact. And I bet you those who have not seen an impact maybe are just not quite figuring out how to do it just right yet. And they need to tweak a few things to get there. But I do know that over the years that we've been doing video marketing, uh, we have definitely seen a huge impact in all of the efforts that we've put forward. So some key takeaways, um, business video libraries will be growing exponentially over the next, you know, I mean, ongoing, really. Um, Businesses have published over 377 videos on average and are publishing 33 new videos every month and their video libraries will double within the next 12 months. Now this data was captured in July of 2021. So bear in mind, um, it's a little bit outdated, but the idea is still very, very, very much true. That continuously building those videos is gonna be very, very much an impact. So businesses in high tech and professional service industries are publishing the most new videos on a monthly basis. And then businesses are increasing their investments in both in-house and outsourced video content to help serve the growing demand for video throughout the customer lifecycle. So again, thinking about how you can use the videos and how you can use video production and or outsource crews like us at Peppershock, shameless plug. But there are lots of ways that you can go about getting video produced. Um, and of course, we would love for Pepper Shock to be one of those ways to help you through this, but understanding that, um, you know, there are lots of different uh, vendors and sources out there that we can work with or recommend, especially if you're not in the immediate Idaho area. But we also have partners throughout the whole country and throughout the world, really. We've got um connections and we subscribe to a lot of different hubs that allow us vetted people that we can trust to go shoot video and then we can always edit it um, when they come back to us and we can help manage the brand even if it's from afar. We've learned a lot about how to produce video from afar so and we can always travel too. Um, So yeah this is just something to consider is that there is increasing more and more use of video um, throughout the world. Yeah. And some other key takeaways, the vast majority of videos are viewed on a desktop. 89% of views of business-related videos take place on a desktop browser with only 11% on mobile devices. So this is something that's contrary. And it's kind of like when business decisions are being made, a lot of it's done on on desktop. Now, we know that a lot of people will use um, mobile devices to... Uh, view the videos, but to make those decisions, sometimes it does, the decision-making process does come down to when people are at a desktop. So that is something to consider to making it mobile-friendly and responsive design, uh, while also considering the desktop users as well. And then midweek is the most popular time for B2B video views. So um, with Tuesdays between 7am and 11am, Um, which would be uh, Pacific Standard Time or 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, seeing those highest number of views within the midweek range, um, which is really quite interesting. We know that Mondays are always full of meetings and people, you know, don't necessarily have the time to to filter and watch videos because they're trying to catch up from, you know, the weekend, all the messages that come through. And then Mondays with those Monday morning meetings, not everybody, but a lot of people do have that to contend with. So we love to release videos midweek. We do our podcast release on Thursdays. We've seen the most um, traction on those types of uh, midweek days. And Fridays are really hard because people just want get out of the office, maybe they leave a day early, they take a three-day weekend uh, with vacations and you know, especially during the summer months, Fridays are really difficult. You know, Friday afternoons are probably the worst time to release a vid- a business video because that's not where people are, you know, that's not where their mindset is. They're on their their mindset is on the week. Weekend, Right. Unless it's something to do about the weekend, unless it's something for fun or, um, you know, food related because you're trying to make dinner, you know, reservations for Saturday night, Fridays are really difficult to to want to have great ROI from releasing really does depend on the industry, but I would avoid releasing videos on a Friday afternoon. (laughs) And of course, product videos, demos and explainers are really the most common videos that are produced. And websites and so uh, website and socials media um, are the most common distribution channels of all of those types of things so um, I'm thinking about when to release them and you can test this out for your industry uh, what is going to be the best day to send out those messages and those video messages that you might do or post um, and each platform might be a little bit different uh, you know it used to be Sunday afternoons was a great time for Facebook, because that's when people would get on Facebook and start thinking about the week ahead. Um, But on Instagram, you know, there's just different timeframes for different platforms. And you'll start to, as you track this information and track your analytics and see what's working, what's not, um, then you'll start to discover your own rhythm to when you want to release your videos. So um, and of course, businesses are increasing their use of videos across all the specific channels. The number of businesses using videos on landing pages jumped um, from 49% last year to 60% this year. And the number of businesses using video and email jumped from 36 to 46%. And additionally, video use and sales conversions has also experienced A huge increase from 25 to 37%. So, using video in sales is super important. And then, an average length of a video, um, depending on what it is, if it's informational versus, um, you know, like I I said earlier, if it's edutainment um, or, you know, educational and entertaining at the same time. Um, So, 75% of all videos published in the last year are less than two minutes long. Less than two minutes. I always have to repeat this because people want to create these long videos, and people now just don't want to, you know, look at their long video unless it's uh, unless it's educational, unless it's a training. People know that they're going to spend an hour with me every second Thursday, you know, and then they can pause it and rewatch it, whatever the case might be. But if it's promotional in nature or if it's you know educational, uh, just think about the length of video and continue to to watch how long that goes and grows. Okay. And um, the average portion of viewers remaining by the end of a video is 46%. So long videos don't have a huge retention rate. So with the length um, playing a big role in retention. So videos less than 90 seconds in length see an average retention rate of 59% as compared to videos over 30 minutes that retain only 14% of viewers. So if you're still hanging out with me, you've been with me for longer than 30 minutes now, congratulations. You are uh, a part of the 14%. But I also uh, know that people stop and start and replay and watch and, you know, they'll get through it. So uh, thank you for watching and listening this long, but there's some good stats here. So hopefully you are gaining a lot of good insights and information here. But the use of video analytics is really becoming more prevalent with 36% of businesses using intermediate and advanced analytics to measure the performance and only 13% of businesses not using video analytics of any kind. So if you're not using some sort of analytics to see when your drop-off rate is or how long people are watching, when they're watching, what they're watching, why they're watching, um, then you need to use some type of analytics to help you in your business decision and video marketing decisions, right? And those using advanced analytics were Are times as likely to report that returns on their video investments are improving. So continuing to use some analytics will help you. Um, The average portion of viewers remaining by the end of a video, um, yeah. I mean, you just have to consider how long it's gonna go and grow and be, right? So with that, I'm going to um, wrap it up. Uh, if you are not already a member of the marketing expedition community, we call it TMEC for short, the marketing expedition community. Uh, go to the marketing And this is my free gift to you. You can sign up for a month and use promo code month one to sign up for a free month of the marketing expedition community. And you can watch all kinds of training videos and do all kinds of things that are there that will help you um, throughout this process. So with that, thank you so much for joining us. There is a QR code that you can also scan here and you will get led to the marketingexpedition.com to our month of free membership. If you are already a member, thank you so much for being a part of our community. We love you, appreciate you, and feel free to reach out to us. Feedback is always a gift. If there are topics that you would like to hear more about, then please do let us know. And then of course, be sure to listen every Thursday to the Marketing Expedition podcast. I get to interview people from all over the world, brand experts, small business owners, marketers, you name it, there are in that podcast waiting for you to listen to them. And then of course, be sure to give us reviews, uh, rankings, ratings, all of the things to share the love. And if you feel like you've gained value and you wanna share this with somebody else, That is the best gift that you can give back to us. So thanks again. And until next time, everybody, enjoy the marketing journey.
1: Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Want to continue the journey? Don't miss out on new episodes. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.